0: Greetings, church and friends of the church. Um, This is uh, the scripture and sermon that were a part of the worship of Valley Forge Presbyterian Church on July 25th, 2021. I'll offer this for uh, those of you who were unable to participate in that time of being in the spirit of worship together. So in worship, we began a seven-week focus on the wisdom of the apostle James, uh, one of the earliest voices speaking into the world uh, post-Jesus about what it meant to intentionally implement teachings of Jesus into the social order so that the world would be reshaped by an intentional Christianity. Because isn't that our hope? That, um, that our acting out living out of our Christianity in the world has an impact on the world around us and not just on ourselves. And so we listen prayerfully and carefully for the guidance in these words from James about how we are called and how we are compelled to be intentionally Christian within the here and now, within our social order, the world that is around us now. Here's Here's what James wrote all those years ago so much truth and wisdom for us in the here and now. He wrote this. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls but be doers of the word, not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they're like those who look at themselves in the mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, They will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this. To care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. So, the first thing that James says about being intentionally Christian in the world is that we must not be angry. Christians aren't angry people. They are quick to listen to the voices and the experiences of others and are slow to speak their views, are slow to be people of anger. James uh, cautioned that anger does not, cannot, bring about, produce, God's righteousness. Anger does not bring about what God intends or desires. And in fact, anger may be the number one disruption that keeps us from being intentionally Christian in in the world in a way that impacts and shapes the world. Anger puts us in a posture of being against, whereas love with intentionality Puts us in the posture of being for. Christianity was never supposed to be about who we are against, but about the insistence that God and we, the church, those seeking to be God's people at work in the world, are for the sake of others. There are voices on TV stations and YouTube channels and pulpits. All around the world trying to convince us to be angry people but jesus invites us to the exact opposite if we're angry with the world we will not love it if we are angry with our neighbors we will not love them if we are angry with our leaders we will ignore their leadership and we will get stuck if we are angry with our church then we will not do our part To create a beloved community of fellowship and grace that is an exhibition of the kingdom of God on earth for the world to see. Therefore, says James, we have to rid ourselves of this sordidness, this wickedness. We have to rid ourselves of anger. Or else we cannot be people who love, forgive, bless, heal, shape the world in the name of Jesus. And in accordance with his ways and teachings. Instead, we betray and we ignore that calling. The second thing that James says about being intentionally Christian in the world is that we aren't just those who hear, but those who do. Our goal as Christians is not to to go to a gathering in a building somewhere once a week, just to hear something about how we are right so that we can feel righteous and better than others who hear something different that we categorize as wrong. Our goal as a Christian is not to to gather in a place once a week so that we can hear a word about our individual salvation with only individual concern, without regard for others, making that a personal thing. Our goal is not to go to a place where we can hear an entertaining message from a gifted orator Or an entertaining bit of music from a musician or a choir as if these were goods to which we were entitled in exchange for our church payments or offerings. An ineffective church is not the church that fails to be entertaining and attractive, but the church that fails to move its people from a place of hearing to a place of doing. Some of the largest congregations in our communities, in our denomination, in this nation, in this world, are really the most ineffective because they are places of hearing only. Pastors and choirs and praise bands develop followings rather than Jesus. And the impact of the Christianity shaped in those places never makes it beyond the personal and the individual. The impact is reshaping individual belief systems, but it's not reshaping the world around that community. We know that people do not join gyms so that they can hear, (laughs) so that they can hear the gym's paid trainer running with feet hitting the treadmill, weights clanking, breathing heavily as he or she does the exercising in front of the paying audience, but so that those who join the gym might learn how to do exercise themselves. Blair and I don't send our kids to school so that they can sit and hear the teacher teach, be entertained by their teachers, come home saying, well, that was an entertaining day. We don't send them to do that without any concern for the ways that what they're hearing is shaping them and challenging them. We send them with the expectation that they are being shaped and prepared to do as they age. When people join a choir, it's not so that they can hear only the director of the choir play and sing, but so that they too can learn to do by adding their singing voices to the collective effort. When Christians are only interested in gathering to hear, if individually that's the only thing accomplished in an individual spiritual life, or corporately as congregations, if the only thing happening is a whole lot of hearing and not a lot of doing in the community to which God sends these congregations, then James says that we are deceiving ourselves. We think we're something we're not as soon as we're not standing in front of the mirror, we forget that this is who we are. The church, the, the community of Christians in the world. James says we are blessed, which, which means that we're not uniquely gifted with favor by God, but blessed means affirmed as true and good and godly. We show ourselves to be truly faithful, blessed. Not when we hear things for our own sake, but when we do things beyond ourselves for the sake of God's good work in the world. James gives the example of caring for the orphans and the widows in their distress, caring for the most vulnerable in his context, not just hearing that this would be a good Christian thing to do and hoping that some other Christians do it, believing that it's academically true, but actually doing the work of caring. That's when the church is blessed. The third thing that James says is hard to hear, um, but we have to hear it. He says that if Christians remain angry, failing or refusing to bridle their tongues, continuing to act and to speak with anger as a motivation, and if Christians continue to deceive themselves as if, as if hearing were enough and that doing were optional or reserved just for those who are paid to put on a good show, um, that this kind of Christianity is worthless. It does not do something worthwhile in the world. It doesn't have an impact. And if it doesn't do something worthwhile or helpful or necessary or impactful, then it it will become irrelevant. It will become a relic. And so, church, as we hear these first three pieces of wisdom from James, um, will these be only things that we hear? Or will they inspire us to be more than hearers, to be, to be doers of this good word that James has for Christians in the world? In our context at Valley Forge Presbyterian Church, there is a very real thread of anger and negativity that has been woven into the tapestry of our story for a very long time, for decades. It is by no means the whole story of Valley Forge Church, or even the majority of our story. Most of our story is faithful and good. But for those who have been part of the Valley Forge community for a while, you have observed this, and you know this to be true, that this subculture of anger has been disruptive, And maybe you've seen it in, in other congregations, too, or, or heard your friends or family talk about the power of anger, angry people. Um, pushing the church in directions that God didn't intend, stalling the church in ways God didn't intend for it to stall. This anger uh, in Valley Forge in response to decisions that are made or directions that were taken, it's hurt people and it's hurt pastors. And it's, it's driven both to leave. Uh, And it's still a part of us. It's still part of so many churches. And as we anticipate more challenging days and more changes and adaptations in our future, we must deal with the fact that our culture has condoned and enabled this threat of anger to be disruptive to our health, our evolution and our adaptation, and ultimately to our faithfulness. So will we be hearers of this word about rooting out anger, think think it's a good idea, and yet continue to accept, enable, and condone anger among us, as a reason why we do or don't do things, or will we be doers of this word, working intentionally to rid ourselves of this sordidness, making sure that anger is never the reason that we seek to do, or we refuse to do that to which we are called. Will we respond to the challenges and changes of our future, not with anger, antagonism, gossip, and dividing into factions, But with humility, sacrifice, compromise, faithfulness to what God would have us to do. A meekness that comes from the gospel of love for one another and love for our every neighbor in our community around us. With the call and the will of God being the only reason that we do. Will we hear this good word of James about doing more in our community with love for the sake of others? and think that it's a good idea, and then deceive ourselves by not actually doing anything in response? Or will we be doers of this word? Jesus taught that to be a Christian was to intentionally give food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty, shelter to the homeless, clothing to the naked, shelter uh, to the homeless. i said that already, but let's say it again. Care to the sick, Welcome to the stranger and the immigrant. These were not options to Christ or those who would follow him as Christians. Now, Valley Forge Church has been its best, its most blessed, as it has been a community of doers in the King of Prussia area throughout its history. We have to continue that legacy. In our future as a congregation, will we prioritize our own hearing in ways that we prefer? Will we make our Christianity about the ways that we show up and hear in the ways that we want to hear? Or will we make sacrifices in our preferences in order to prioritize doing more with what we have, with intentionality, for the sake of others, for the sake of God's will being accomplished through us? The world, the nation, our communities, our neighbors, for decades, have been leaving clues for us as the church as they have been leaving the church. Not just Valley Forge, but pretty much every church within every branch of the Christian tree. Clues about this dangerous journey of the church, Christianity, and the world in the direction of becoming an irrelevant religion. Something that struggles have worth have we turned a deaf ear and blind eyes to hearing these warnings or have we been willing to hear them and and if we've heard them if we've if we've heard these clues of warnings have we been compelled in the direction of doing something in response or have we just wanted to do the same thing and to not change and to pretend like we didn't hear these clues Will we hear that we must adapt by God's guidance for the sake of nurturing a more relevant Christianity in the world, which has changed? And will we think that's a good idea, but then refuse responding to it, resist it? Or will we be doers of this word, not just encouraging our staff or volunteers to do, but to realign our whole congregation, our whole understanding of our Christianity in the direction of doing and seek with intentionality a religion that is not only more pure and undefiled before God, but is also more fitting and compelling and relevant in the community around us. This choice has been before the church, Since Christ commissioned his first followers, it's before every Christian in the context of their individual living and it's before every congregation of the Church of Jesus around the world, in the context of their shared Christianity in a particular community. These choices are always before us will we be only those who hear. Or will we be doers. What is the focus of our Christianity? What's the focus of our congregational efforts at being intentionally Christian in our communities? Is our Christianity only reshaping things within us as individuals? And is that what we desire? Something just for us? Or is our Christianity actually tangibly, concretely shaping and reshaping our community in the direction of the kingdom that Christ sought to bring here into the here now. A community, peace, and belonging where everybody knows what it means to flourish and to be people of well-being. May God bless us with the wisdom and conviction to be people who are not just hearers of the word, but doers. To God be the glory. Take care, stay safe. Uh, Be cautious as uh, the Delta variant spreads and coronavirus numbers go back up again. Love your neighbor and be well. Peace to all.